It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980, always live as well on the free Odyssey app on yet another Misery Monday. Our ninth of the season. I guess all of them haven't been on Mondays because, well, there was the Thursday night game against the Bears. That was the first time they gave up 40 this year. And then there was, uh, I mean, we had a Misery Monday because we were off on Black Friday uh, after they gave up 45 to the Cowboys. And here we are again. In uh, Misery Monday land. Yikes. Not good. Doesn't matter how good it is. We start the show the same way. Hit it! It's time to get the breakdown started. First up, 10 observations. It's first and 10. Oh boy, where to start, where to start. Let's start with the highest level of thought specific to this game. I'm just going to say this. And then we're going to get on to the larger, bigger point. Number one. The most important thing for the Dolphins-Commanders game is that was a good football team against a bad football team, and they played football, and what happened was what happens when a good football team plays a bad football team, and that is really the most important thing you need to know as to why they lost by a billion D. That's it. Like, it was a bad, it, it, not only a good football team in the Dolphins, but a good football team that does the things well that the commanders have as weaknesses as a bad football team. Again, that's not earth-shattering analysis, but they lose 45 to 15, and that's why. So, let's let's just acknowledge that. We'll get to some specifics, but let's then get to the actual biggest takeaway for me from this game, and this is going to be a headline that stuns people. Number two. In this football game, Mike McDaniel exposed Eric Bieniemy more than he did Ron Rivera. Wait a second. You mean Mike McDaniel, the offensive coach, exposed the other offensive coach more than the defensive coach that he dropped 45 points on? I guess 30, whatever, 37, uh, 38, because one of it was a pick six. Yeah, uh, I, I, I did say that. I mean every word of it. Let me explain. What you saw yesterday at FedEx Field was the team in white running a big boy modern 2023 offense. And Anthony, hilariously, do you remember the promo that we had running for a while uh, about me saying, I'm excited because I think the commanders are going to run a big boy 2023 offense? Yes, I do. They didn't. They don't do that. They don't run a big boy 2023 NFL offense. In fact, they run the West Coast version of what Scott Turner ran. I can't believe on December 4th, I'm sitting here saying that. But they run a West Coast versus an Eric Coriel version of what Scott Turner ran. It's simple pictures for the quarterback. It's not using motions and formations to create matchups for your star players. It's not playing to your strength. It's just relying on the scheme to win. And that doesn't work because the last 40 years of the NFL, defenses have been trying to stop those offenses, the Air Coriel system from Coriel himself and the West Coast Bill Walsh system. Defenses. Now, in 2023, with their zone match concepts and all the different tools they have, know what to do with basic schemes. So, how do you then use that against them and create great matchups in space, big plays, good angles in the run game, etc., for your players? Even if they're very good players, not just rely on the fact that they might win one-on-one. 
And Mike McDaniels takes that to the biggest extreme in the NFL. They game plan everything. Tyreek Hill is everywhere. Is Tyreek Hill the best receiver in football? Probably. Is he definitely playing the best because he actually plays for a coach who says, hey, man, I know you're really good. And typically we try to, you know, traditionally NFL offensive coordinators just gimmick stuff up for players who aren't very good. They just leave players who are good alone and trust that they'll win. But what if we took the concepts that are used to make sure that not as good players got open and apply them to you? And the answer is this offense. And if you watch the two teams play yesterday and you think Washington's offense looks anything like Miami's, you, I revoke your football-watching intelligence card. I don't think I'm going to have to do that to anyone because the results are self-evident. And by the way, the numbers at this point aren't that different from what we saw last year. And again, Scott Turner last year was dealing with Carson Wentz for six-plus games. Like, I just... The, that, that That's the results. Like... We can talk about the process, and I'll keep going on that in a second, but it just, the results are are damning at this point. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, you know, for anyone that thought EB might be a candidate here as head coach, I I think at this point, with the way the defense is going and with a bunch of all the other stuff, like, if they wanted him to be the guy, like, they would have made him the guy. I think I'm pretty confident in that. And I am definitely ready to definitively say here on December 4th, that I am not interested in another year of this. I just, I would like some more creativity. I would like some more innovation. And I would like a different philosophy. And the biggest difference between old school and new school philosophy in the NFL right now offensively is not West Coast versus Air Coriel, horizontal versus vertical, run versus pass. It is personnel versus scheme. And what the best coaches are doing is using scheme to elevate great personnel versus trusting that good personnel will win and produce with a good scheme. That is the difference. And what's crazy to me is if you watch Kansas City's offense while Biennemi was there, by the way, an offense that's struggling uh, more than it has recently without him. So it's not like EB doesn't didn't contribute anything there. It's not like he's a big giant dum-dum. It's just that, like, it's for whatever reason, this year... He hasn't done some of the stuff that worked for him in the past. You watch how they game plan stuff for Kadarius Toney. You watch how they game plan stuff for Tyreek back in the day. You watch how they game plan stuff, uh, obviously, for Travis Kelsey over the course of years. But also, part of the reason that offense works so damn well is because it is designed for some more interior type of players, and Kelsey, as a tight end, is the ultimate of that. It also works well when you have a quarterback who's super creative, and you've seen Sam shine at times this year with that. And he, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey have this incredible chemistry that ultimately makes that thing Super Bowl worthy year in and year out, although currently not maximized as we see with them losing again last night. But the Miami offense is dynamic. It's balanced, not 50-50 balance. It's not what balanced means. Balance doesn't mean two people on, on or one person on either side of the seesaw. It means the right weights on each side of the seesaw. And that's what Miami's is. They run it enough that they get the benefit of their play-action game. Their play-action game is married to their run game. Their their protections make sense for the route combination. It is dynamic. It is cohesive. And it is specific. 
Miami, more than any other team in football, says, what do you do defensively? When do you do it? Okay. If they then are going to run this front most of the time on first down, we're going to make sure we practice running our base runs this week against that front. We're going to game plan it up. And that's the difference between your your training camp offense that is more or less generic. Hey, in theory, you're going to kind of block this guy. Well, what happens when this guy is over there? Or this guy now is on the wrong side of you? Do you figure out how to create a better angle? Do you figure out how to change the numbers? Like, do you do the little things that when teams throw wrinkles at you to make your life difficult, you have an adjustment ready? The commanders don't. The Dolphins do. The Dolphins have maybe the best offensive in the NFL. And the commanders are bottom 10 again. Yesterday, Mike McDaniel exposed Eric Bieniemy more than he did Ron Rivera. Maybe the biggest piece of evidence is Terry McLaurin's usage. We'll pick up our first in 10 there next. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980 and always live on the free Odyssey app.